Good morning, noon, and night. How are you guys doing? My name is Ryan, and I am the producer of the Building Great Sales Teams podcast. As you may know, we recently just released the Building Great Sales Teams course. That course is designed to systematically take your sales team and your business to the next level. As always, we love to add value wherever we can, so this time is no different. This episode of the Building Great Sales Teams podcast is going to be lesson number one of the course, The Exordium. Great experiences build great leaders. Great leaders build great teams. This is Building Great Sales Teams. All right, guys, welcome to the Building Great Sales Teams course. I am your host, Doug Mitchell. And uh, so I just wanted to walk you guys a little bit through the history behind how this course came to be. And the way we're going to do that is the way I like to do everything with a PowerPoint presentation. No, I'm just kidding. This is a uh, Canva right here. All right. So a little bit about me and my background and everything. Uh, I was your typical unemployable entrepreneur looking for an opportunity that would enable me to make six figures and kind of be different from my family. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't have a lot of ambitious people in my family. And I was told if I didn't go to college that I wouldn't be successful, just like I'm sure many of you guys were told as well. So I was always looking for that entrepreneurial type opportunity. And so I floated from job to job. I moved to Corpus Christi with 200 bucks in my Ford Ranger, started out busting dishes and then moved to an overhead door company, shipping boxes and stuff like that to uh, industrial. I did uh, turnarounds. So like I was a scaffold builder and, uh, and then from there went into selling uh, marketing products, graphic design, started learning a little bit of graphic design, got into real estate. I was a gopher for real estate. This is all in a matter of like a year, guys, maybe a year and a half. I always like to joke I was fired from the first 20 jobs I had, right? And so uh, my first, you know, professional stint, I was a marketing manager for a real estate company that managed over 200 listings. And so I learned a lot about marketing uh, in that position. And that's where I learned like graphic design and stuff like that. And so I got laid off from there because they moved their operation to Houston and I wanted to stay in Corpus Christi. And uh, I landed in a entrepreneur's office that was a serial entrepreneur. He had several different businesses. One of the most impactful ones being a collectible uh, gold sales company, right? And so uh, from there, I got the opportunity to owner finance one of his businesses, which was Argent Field Solutions, which is the business I own now. And it was a door-to-door -door sales company for AT&T. And so their only client was AT&T. So once I bought the business for 200K, I was able to I knocked doors for 90 days. I never knocked doors again. That's what this is, program is all about. It's about building a sales program that you're able to duplicate, repeat, and expand on, right? And so all that being said, once I started executing on that, I was able to expand to 13 offices, 110 sales reps, and uh, 5 million in commissions in one year, 35 million over my 12-year uh, career with that, with that model uh, of the sales org, which I sold Vivint, DirecTV, Solar, all kinds of stuff. And it wasn't me selling it. Obviously, I was building campaigns 
and putting teams into those campaigns and those teams were selling it and I was managing uh, the company from there. And then I found consulting after that. I realized that what I had done was no easy feat and a lot of business owners had issues putting it together. So I decided to create Kodak, which is the system that we're gonna get into in a little bit and um, which are the tenants that I operate on. And I started hosting the Building Great Sales Teams podcast and we're at like 175 episodes now at the time of this recording and it's just been a wild ride you know this uh this thing that i did for a third of my life you know ended up being a very simple thing that i did over and over again and it, it's simple in 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 concepts and then it gets complicated by you know product to product company to company but that's why one-on-one consulting exists you know and if you're in home services and uh, whether you're the regional director, the marketing director, the uh, COO, you know, and you're, you're watching this to build out your sales program, maybe start sales program, or just improve one piece of your sales program, understand that all of these concepts are interchangeable. Okay. And so the first thing that I want to get into is like, okay, where did this all come from? Right. And so whenever I took over the company, whenever I took over ownership of the company, um, I had a three-month-old daughter and uh, I was traveling to Houston. So I would, I would get, I would get to, I would leave uh, my house at 4 a.m. I would get to Houston at about uh, seven o'clock. I would be there before the market manager showed up and then we would conduct our business for the day. I go out to the field with the guys and then I'd come home at like 11 o'clock at night. I did not have money for hotels. You know what I'm saying? And so right away what this taught, and this is a picture of me and my daughter. And what's actually happening here is this is the 30 minutes I get to spend with her before she goes back to bed. And I got to wake up the next morning and do it all again in Corpus Christi or Houston, just depending on my schedule that week. Right. And so what I want to illustrate is I had a lot of motivation at a young age to not be the tip of the spear. And what I mean by that is I'd not be the guy out in the field, knocking the doors. I wanted to be a true CEO very quickly. And I had a great reason to build a program that would allow me to do that. And so getting into it, building great sales teams, I always look at to mark out the sales, because even if you're not a sales centric company, these concepts and principles and structures are going to help you build whatever team you want to build operations, sales, marketing, it doesn't really matter. All of these concepts are pretty interchangeable. So let's get into how this structure was created. This is going to take a little bit to walk you guys through this. And so, uh, but I, again, I want you to understand each of these tenants and why they're there. They're, they're there from conviction and experience. And because I realized that, Hey, I looked back on my career and I saw these pivot points that happened throughout my career. Right. And so one of those, uh, pivot points was compensation. And so when you get into, compensation the reason that one of the reasons we were able to scale so easily is because we had a one sheet compensation okay so we're going to walk through kodok right now which is compensation operation development i'm sorry compensation opportunity development operations and culture and i'm going to do a brief overview of each of these and, and help you understand how they work together and the conviction behind them and then the rest of the course is going to be the individual tenants and then the documents and the building of those documents kind of teach you how I compose them throughout the rest of the course. So each of these tenants will have their own video 
that you can log into. It's going to have documents to back it up, templates that you can use, and actually execute on what I'm talking about here. Okay. So compensation. Is it one sheet and is it simple? And is it comparable? Well, okay, let's talk about that for a second. One sheet and simple. Uh, the reason for that is so much of sales is incredibly complicated. We've got complicated comp plans. If you can put it on one sheet, simple in writing, when you're recruiting, when they're doing their paychecks, they have it right in front of them. They know the formulas and they can basically call their shot. If I got a $2,000 a month mortgage to pay, I've got to sell 20 products. If I've got a $500 car payment to make, they got to be able to do that. If you can't do that, you got an issue, right? You should be able to put it on one sheet. Is it comparable to the rest of the marketplace? Is it worth the work? You know, are the time that they're spending to make that sale, you know, if it's one hours, two hours, three hours, are they getting paid respectively for it? And then is there six figures in the opportunity in terms of the sales volume, you know, the commission, you know, the actual work that they're doing and getting paid for, the active income? Is there six figures of opportunity in there? Because I can tell you right now, if you don't have a six-figure uh, opportunity within half, that position is not going to be very coveted in the marketplace. And then is it scalable beyond that, right? Can I start bringing in higher level products, more complicated products that get me paid a little more in commission? You know, you want to make sure that they have a scalable opportunity in terms of commission only. That's going to be incredibly important. And so what happened with this is this was like the entry level piece of the sales program. This was like, hey, I have to have a comp plan to show these guys so I can show them how much money they make. Right. And so a great sample of that is uh, this was for a credit card processing client. And um, a great sample of that was this comp plan right here, right? And so what that did for us is it gave us a visual of the actual money that they can make. And so I could show them in interviews that, hey, this is real. It's in black and white. It's not a scam. You know, obviously coming from door to door, you know, that's a very tough industry to recruit in. And so you need to have your stuff together. And that's more than anything, that's why. That's why this works for every business, because it works so well in the hardest of businesses. And I, I don't mean to say that your product isn't harder to sell or uh, isn't crazier to sell. What I mean to say is door-to-door -door sales, if everybody in the country could graduate high school and do door-to-door -door -door sales for one year, they would now have a skill set that could transfer into other sales avenues, as well as character building, they would be able to hold a conversation. You know what I'm saying? All these life skills, they would be able to execute for the rest of their lives, right? And so all that being said, that's why this program is so universal and will work across any home service, any, any products that you sell or buy, even like the high-end B2B stuff, stocks, I don't care. You put together this sales program based on the product that you have and the opportunity, you're going to be in good shape, okay? All right, so it gives them a visual of success. Now, the next piece is opportunity, okay? This is a more complicated commission plan. We'll get into that in the individual video. Opportunity. I just wanna point out a few things here, all right? So I used to have a conversion rate of one-on-one -on -one interviews, right, of one out of 10. 10 people came in, I interviewed them. Think about that, that's almost 10 hours of time between receiving the applicant, doing the interview, reviewing the resume, uh, coordinating them coming in and everything. So again, I was a one-man show when I first started. I was the sales manager, I was the admin, I was a payroll person, I was the recruiter, 
I was the salesperson in the field, right? And so holding all those positions, I had to make an efficient way to uh, present this opportunity to people. And the way that I did that was through uh, opportunity meetings and an opportunity structure. So you got the comp plan on one side, you got the opportunity structure on the other, and that shows them, hey, you can come in and make money and that's great, but you have a real opportunity here and you don't get promoted by bias. You get promoted by the work that you do. The qualifications are set in the opportunity right here. You can see them in black and white. You can go after them, you can execute them, and then you can get promoted. And so that was incredibly important when I did five guys to eight guys, right? Our conversion rate on 10 interviews went from one out of 10 to three out of 10, because now they had a visual of what I, the picture I was trying to paint for them, the vision I had for the company, right? And these were positions that didn't even exist yet. I didn't have a market manager. I was the market manager. I didn't have a regional director. I was the regional director. I didn't have a VP of sales. I was the VP of sales, right? And so, but still I showed them I had a plan. And that's incredibly important in your sales program to be able to communicate that. And so my conversion rate went up on the opportunity. So after that, now we're talking about the development piece. So this, this is where the concept starts widening. And we've got several different things that can go into development from script structure, overcoming objections, to sales meetings, to uh, 2.0, like leadership training, trainer training, management training. And we're going to go through an example of the train the trainer. This is an example of the uh, development structure where we started developing our people on how to do taxes. We started developing them on how to open up their own LLC because they were 1099 salespeople. And so once you start pouring into them, not just as a sales rep and product knowledge and sales training, not just as uh, a trainer, a leader, and a manager, but you start developing them as a human being and, and enabling them to do life a little better, then it's a game changer for them. So once we put our development piece into place, we went from eight guys to 15 guys. You know what I'm saying? Think about that. Like we started developing these guys and they were able to train new people coming in because of that. And now we're duplicating our heads, right? And right around this time, we were probably 2012, late 2012, 2013. And so we were probably doing about 2.4, 2 2.8 somewhere around there. And that number alone is just crazy because remember everything, all the numbers that I'm going to give you are commissions only. Okay. So now let's get into the operations piece. This is the, to me, one of the biggest game changers and what we were so good at was the operations piece. And the, the number one thing we always talk about with the operations piece is recruiting, okay? So when you have a sales program, recruiting does two things for you. One, the recruits, you, your recruiting program can be like a ninja and get you that specific person or that high quality recruiting program can be like straight volume, right? You want as many people as you can get in. You wanna present the opportunity in an opportunity meeting, right? And then the people, that are interested stay behind and you do one-on-ones with them after that but you don't waste your time with 20 different interviews if you're hiring at scale this is for call centers this is for door-to-door -door. this is for high turnover positions which sometimes they're a necessary evil in our business you know and so all that being said another piece of operations is onboarding. i mean nuts is that i would have to are and 
as an applicant, I would have to fill out an application, paper-based application, and then I would have to fill out uh, an employee form, right? And then, and then my W-2. Meanwhile, I'm writing my name the same. I'm writing my name four or five different times just to work for the company. Plus all the other things they have you filled out, my address, my number, all the forms had all the same things. So one of the things we did is we systemized that, right? And so now I'm putting less labor on my team of having to go through all that, sort all that, and then connect it all, bring it all together into one web form that zaps out to all the programs I need their onboarding information to go to. We did the same thing with recruiting. Recruiting was incredibly systemized. We created workflows for it. And we knew what was happening at every point in the recruiting process. And if they, if they didn't qualify, they would go to this section. If they qualify, they would go to this section, you know? And so everything was systemized on SOPs. And when your operations are systemized like that, you're gonna be in really good shape. And so we will go through the operations piece and you'll see some of the stuff right now that worked really well for us when we did that. And so I wanna point out that once we brought development and operations into the mix, that's when we went from 2.4 to 4.8 million in one year. And when we started, when we perfected that, when we felt like, oh, we've got a great development program, we've got a great recruiting program, and we uh, can handle more volume of people coming in, we can train them now, we can onboard them quickly, we can get them making money in three days. Then we doubled and tripled our recruiting budget. And that's when we blew up from 30 to 40 people to 90 to 110 people and 13 offices in one year. That was the pivot point that was massive. You know, so a lot of growth is going to come from that operations piece if you allow it. Okay. And the last piece was culture. So the reason I don't spend a lot of time on this is because if you're executing on the first four tenets compensation opportunity development and operations the culture happens naturally right but culture does have to be intentional so we would do things like swag out our people and you know we did an energy drink an internal energy drink for our whole company and we got to promote that we didn't sell it it was just for our internal company so imagine recruiting people and saying we have our own energy drink right and then we had that's our mission statement on our t-shirt our mission was a uh, help each other achieve freedom. So it was incredibly important that everybody was on with the mission statement there. We were always doing big checks, all kinds of cheesy stuff, right? Like I said, all this is scalable, transferable, no matter what business you're in, but all these things are gonna be important. Competition, swag, recognition, mission and core values are gonna be huge in that. And then uh, making sure that those are executed on throughout the whole company, right? So that's the culture piece of it. And so the way that we do this, and, you know, I wanted to make sure that I walked through Kodak and just touched on everything and helped you understand the importance of every piece of this. You may have came for one thing, your recruiting needs help, or you feel like you don't have a good enough company culture, or, you know, you um, are having, you're struggling developing your guys and they're hitting the ceiling, whatever the case is. But I want you to leave with a well-rounded sales program, okay? And so what we're gonna teach you in the next six videos, five of them are gonna be Kodak, and the last one is about the mindset piece, right? And so these are just some of the documents that we're gonna be providing you that support each of these tenants, okay? We can tell you 
how to have a great comp plan all day long. But if we don't give you some documents to back it up and templates for you to use to build your own out on, then I don't think you're going to execute very well. So don't just watch this course. You need to download the documents, upload them to Google Drive is the easiest way. They were built in Google Drive, so they'll work the best in Google Drive, which will be great for your team, right? If you guys are operating on Microsoft, then you can obviously convert them to Excel or to uh, the appropriate uh, software. But whatever you do, make sure that they're editable by your team when necessary, right? The biggest thing I want you to understand about everything you're about to learn is that this is a, a living, breathing sales program, okay? Once a quarter, you need to be coming back to it and looking at your data that's spit out on the other side of the sales program, okay? In terms of churn, in terms of attachment rate to higher end products, in terms of your product mix. I mean, we can go into a lot of different things, right? But look at the most profitable points from the data coming out and then look at your sales program. Is your sales program supporting the most profitable things that you do in the company? Is your sales program supporting the products you want your salespeople to focus on? And in each of these tenants, we're going to go through documents that are going to allow you to tailor your sales program towards that. So that's going to be incredibly important. And so I look forward to going on this journey with you guys. If you are not in the Brickyard group, then you definitely need to look into that. You can find that link uh, most likely within the, the program here, but obviously you can go on Facebook, request to join the group, and we'll get you all the information and everything. And the beautiful thing about that is if you already paid for this course, then you've already got, what is that, five months of the group paid for already because you get the course with the group. So now you're credited for five months. So at minimum, go in there, join the group, and you'll be good to go for five months. And then we'll throw in the sales toolkit on top of that if you join our Brickyard community, okay? And so I'm looking forward to going on this journey with you guys and get ready for the next video, which is going to be compensation. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Building Great Sales Teams. We appreciate it. Be sure to execute on everything that you just heard and let's get building. Before we sign off, we'd like to invite you to join our Brickyard community. Head on over to jointhebrickyard.com. Again, that's jointhebrickyard.com or click the link in the description to find out more.